At the very least, I think it's safe to say that in terms of our next full season, Star Wars-based Return of the Pod will return for Star Wars Ahsoka. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. Yeah, I mean, how can we not? How can we not return for Ahsoka? Yes. Yeah. We'll be, you'll be hearing from us before that. It's like, bonuses here and there. Brian, Brian, wake Mike up, up. Come Brian, on, Brian, wake up. Brian, dude, up, come Brian. on, buddy, snap out of it, come on. <gasps> what? Huh? He's up. Where am I? We, we don't know exactly. Last hour, I remember we were recording the Mando season three finale and then darkness. And then all of a sudden, we were here in this empty white space, this, this void thing. A hiatus chamber. Been here before. My God, you're right. We're in hiatus. How do we get out of hiatus? Gonna start feeling around on all the walls. Watch yourself. There must be a door somewhere. Ryan, careful. Uh, Ever hear of knocking? I was private. Oh my god. Brian. Matt. We're home. The Starbinger. And wait a minute. A zoo? What the hell is going on here? Last we heard from you, you were some big star in like La La Land or something. What the hell are you doing here? Uh, yeah, uh, let's not talk about that, uh, it's not important, uh, what's important is the writers and actors strikes are over, so, uh, you can do the show again, uh, talking about Star Wars and Ahsoka, and whatever it is you guys do. Hmm. If you want to use recycled bits from scripts that you've done many times before about waking up and saying, you know, we're home, I think you've done it, but I don't really care. That's fair. Fair. Ah, Yes. The show. It's been so long. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> Where do we start? At the beginning, Brian. At the beginning. <laughs> and that big red button over there flashing that says it's, return. It's right there mm. on the flight controls. <laughs> okay. Here it goes. <laughs> Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. And welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast where we discuss and celebrate everything from the Star Wars galaxy and much, much more. Every generation has a legend. Every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am Brian Silliman. Joining me, as always, is Caitlin M. Bush. Hello there. And Captain Matt Romano. Greetings! 
We are recording on Thursday, November 16th, 2023. It has been quite a while since we last recording with plenty of broken promises along the way. So many broken promises. 210 days ago? They, they say it's... something about a path to something being built on broken promises. Is yeah, that is that true. right, gentlemen? Yeah, yeah like some broken there. shards of glass. Yeah, leading to broken my car. truths or dreams or promises or something like that. I don't know. Barefoot. <laughs> yeah, walking on some, glass. Some, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I don't even have a car. <laughs> we're back. Yes, we're back. Wow. We're ba- we're back. Uh, <laughs> but we're we're not gonna spend too much time on this. But we do want to address the reason why we were away in the first place. So why not do it in a little segment that we usually call News on the March? News on the March. Okay. So some of this. Uh, Listeners, I, Matt and Kayla, you know all of this already. Yes, we, uh, um, I've, heard, I've heard this story. Just yeah, rumors. Listeners, I've heard you rumors. probably already know this, but we're just going to lay out the, the big broad strokes. <laughs> uh, the WGA, Writers Guild of America, went on strike earlier this year after their contract negotiations with the producing entity known as AMPTP. Sometimes I just call it AMPTAMP. Even though there's no. That's also exactly what I shortened it to in my brain whenever I was reading about it. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll just, it's easier. It's more fun for us. So, AmpTamp uh, broke down. SAG AFTRA, the Screen Actors Guild, went on strike sometime after that, after their contract negotiations broke down. The requests of both the writers and actors were, in my personal opinion, more than fair and entirely logical. AmpTamp refused to negotiate in good faith and walked away from the table every chance they got, which is why both strikes lasted as long as they did. The WGA got a fair contract, which ended their strike. Eventually, they fought and they got a a fair contract, voted on, set in motion, everything's good there. SAG-AFTRA recently reached a tentative agreement with AmpTamp. This agreement is being examined by the membership before it will be voted on to receive ratification. That hasn't happened yet. So at the time of this recording, there is no deal, just this tentative agreement. Even so, actors have been sent back to work and production and press has resumed in all corners. The tr- the strike is suspended. It's saying it's uh, despite social media, despite a uh, Messages on my own socials, even it's uh, saying the strike is over right under that. And smaller letters, it's suspended. The strike is suspended. <laughs> okay. yeah. TBD. Yeah, we uh, hope, hopefully, hopefully, uh, yeah, we'll see. It's yeah. uh, more more is going to be happening. So why did this affect us? Well, it's actually pretty simple. I myself am an actor. I'm a member of SAG-AFTRA as well as Actors Equity, which is the theater union, even though that. That had nothing to do with this. This podcast discusses all kinds of movies and shows that are produced by companies that were struck, companies that fell under the purview of the AMPTP. I was never going to do this show while the strike was going on. It did. It wasn't the right thing to do. I wasn't comfortable with it. There, there are many reasons why. But that choice didn't really matter because I was also told by the union that I was not allowed. So as I said, I wouldn't have done it even if I was allowed. For me, that was the end of it. Called SAG, they said, yeah, no. Um, so that was that. Matt and Caitlin, however, were under no such stricture. They decided on their own accord not to do this show without me. And we never would. Was, which was their 
their decision. Never would. Nope. Never a question. Not happening. There are huge fans out there of the untitled Matt and Caitlin episode from Andor uh, season one, episode eight. Whatever we that know, was. I mean, that's a, one of our most popular episodes. Uh, if you haven't listened, go back. It's fantastic. But it was never a question that we would do the show without Brian. And honestly, it's, I mean, I don't want to speak for Caitlin, but I'm sure she agrees. Like showing solidarity with workers is very important. And uh, yep. didn't feel right doing the show you know, with all these actors and writers and all the people that are responsible for the creative that we're celebrating aren't getting a fair shot. And here we are advertising, giving free promotion to it. Just didn't yeah. feel right. So I'm happy that everybody got a fair deal. And or is working on a fair deal. Working on a fair deal. Yeah, exactly. Getting there. In all of my bios everywhere, it says, you know, sag after member. So um, I thought it was clear. A couple of messages we got. It wasn't. People were wondering just why we weren't back. That was why. We'll go into this a little bit more later in Real Talk, but that's all for now. Um, so a tentative agreement reached at the time of this recording. The strike is suspended and the agreement is be going to be voted on shortly. We'll see what happens next. As I've already said, I have many, 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 many thoughts and feelings on all of this, but none of them are appropriate for this show. So I will spare you. This has been my highly biased version of News on the March. <laughs> that is some one-sided news, you know. Yeah. Uh, Love it. It's not, you know, but it's we'll take our it. personal news. It's that's Brian's right. It's our, we're on the march. It's our yeah. Yeah. Now that's what they call propaganda. <laughs> um, now this uh, this isn't a new season or anything like that, is it, Matt? You had there's no new art. No, right? I, I have no idea. Maybe there'll be new art. I don't know. There's no mug right now. No mug. We're we're figuring out lackluster as we go. Lackluster or not? No, no lackluster. Did we fix those handles, by the way. We fixed those handles actually. We get we had a we had some, we glued them all back on. We had some help. Yeah, yeah they're all good. Because that's after I gorilla threw them glue out the really can mad. do anything, you guys. Exactly. Well, we should warn everybody. Yeah, we're a little rusty. Uh, you know, dusting the show off here. Uh, you <laughs> what you're talking about? It's, it's not like the preceding just took me like ten takes to get. Through. I feel like I just like like lifted a giant tarp off the Delorean and just like guys, blew. I, the dust Guys, I genuinely it. had to look in several locations in my small Brooklyn apartment for where I had stored my mic. That's, oh, that's come how on. long how, it's how, been. How's that not in the, on your desk as a trophy? How, how, how is that not in, in like a museum shrine? <laughs> that's how long it's been. So we're just having a, a, a bit of a hang, a bit of a because we can, because we can, can, can. And what better way to reunite here on the pod than by having a Spotchka Night. So welcome to Spotchka Night Snips. Spotchka Nights. Yeah. Wow. Spotchka Night Snips. Hey. Snips. Snips. Okay. Hey. You know, snips. like the nickname for, snips you know, is sips. that character. Gotcha. Okay. Snips Cheers. and Sips. Well, this is good. We've been doing a Spotchka Night first show out in... Actually, we should yeah. we should do it. It's like Spotchka Nights, snip, Sips and Snips. Sips and Snips. That's what we, we did should. Let's do. Take it again. Snips and Sips. That's good. Yeah. So, welcome to Spotchka Nights. Sips and Snips. Spotchka Nights. Snips and Sip. No, Sips and Snips. <laughs> Spotchka Nights. Sips and Snips. Spotchka Nights. Wow. You got That's it. good. That's branding. That's, That's really good, good. Yeah. right there. Yeah. Ew. Ew. I, I will okay. note that we did, while we were on hi hiatus, uh, we did do our own non-recorded Spotchka Nights. 
Oh in, yes, in the that's midst good to mention. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah, we, we got yeah, together. Yeah, we. Uh, we went out, had a good time, uh, had and a few laughs. Had a, had a few laughs, uh, yeah. and did not record it, which is probably for the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a little. You want to talk about some propaganda? That was a discussion. That was a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> got into, got we into all learned things about each other that evening. Yeah, we sure did. I don't even think we say for work. I don't think we even spoke about Ahsoka. That was the funny part. We didn't mention I think it so. at all. Well, yeah. I don't think it was on yet. I think we were was just it? too busy talking about porn. <laughs> I had just gotten back from getting Brazilians. Um, It's been a weird break for Brian. It's been a really strange one. Not weird for me. For the neighbors. This is part of my regular schedule, baby. So, so Spotchka Nights, uh, if, uh, if it's your, if it's your first one, it's an edition of this show where Matt and Caitlin responsibly enjoy adult beverages while recording. Responsible. So, have at it, Matt. What you got there? You already told us. Uh, Sauvignon Blanc. I'm drinking white wine. Ooh. Yeah, down all South America way. Is that nice? You know, I Wait, thought be, I thought it was classy <laughs> for for the return here. It is classy, and dare I say, you sir are equally classy. Oh, thank you. I'm the matching of the man and the beverages. Yes, sub- sublime. <laughs> it's <laughs> strong. Nice it's a strong taste, <laughs> a pungent smell and aroma. Mm. Anyway, yeah, and, uh, and <laughs> CMB. Uh, what what you got there? I have a uh, a, a non branded uh, TM ale for for the evening. What is it like? Prop beer? It just yeah says yeah. Beer it's one of those ones that label. you see on like ABC sitcom shows that like they all have yes. the exact same branding on them. Yeah, it's that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mad Mike, what you got? Well, okay, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't introduced Mad Mike yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a, what are we going to talk about? Well, I, we've already we've already dropped it, but there's one kind of big Star Wars show that streamed while we were far, far away. So let's get into it. Obviously, I'm talking about Star Wars Ahsoka. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. Now, we are going to get into spoilers right quick. So if you haven't seen Ahsoka all episodes yet, shut this off. We're going to sound the spoiler klaxon for good measure. And here we go again. Punch it. Get ready. 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 Our enemies are multiplying. Hunt them down. The galaxy is not safe. I could use the help. Once a rebel, always a rebel. Nice trick. Got any more? Okay, Star Wars Ahsoka. Just to start out, soundtrack is out. Both of them. (laughs) Two. Thank God. Good. That's yeah. the, I mean, I would hope so. It's weird to just start this at the end because normally we do this yeah. weekly and now we're just, we're right yeah. here. We're now it's like finally <laughs> one with episodes one through four and the other episodes five through eight. And Kevin Kiner absolutely outdid himself with this. Wasn't it great? Oh, it was man. Wasn't the score I've been phenomenal? listening to it so much. Yeah. Oh, you do. You, you're calling me all the time and I hear it in the background. It's yeah. booming. Absolutely. It's like subwoofer speakers kind of situation yeah. in my place. Yeah. yeah. Pounding. I feel like the Kinder brothers like have to get a shot at the next Star Wars theatrical. Like, how do you not? I mean, if John Williams is retiring, how do you not give these guys the reins to the rest of Star Wars? At this John point? Williams Ooh. has been retiring for like 20 years. <laughs> this is true. This is this is correct. This He's is correct. Be, um, one more. It's now if if, if the day, I was new feeling Daisy nostalgic. Ridley, yeah. yeah. The new Daisy Ridley project does happen. He He's. Has always said he didn't want anybody else writing music for her. Oh, he's not putting the flute down. He's ready. He's got more. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like, well, 
Okay, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, okay, Indiana Jones. Uh, He's like, okay, droid story. I'm in. All right. Okay, <laughs> twist, twist my arm. Live action droid story. Matt. Yeah, who knows? Live Maybe. action droid story. Um, no, it's, I, I, I would, at the very least, I would put money on uh, Dave Filoni's movie that's going to tie all this up that I still will, this is a popular take now, but- Wage again, wager a lot that it, they call it heir to the empire. Yeah, because they full yeah. on say it. Uh, they've said the phrase yeah. a couple times. Yeah, that he will absolutely score that. Mm-hmm. Like that makes no sense. Question. Yeah, good. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Great. It's just Done. good business. Done. Good business. At least like the at least the title at least the title yeah. track. Yeah, yeah. T- good good old title track because you're gonna. Well, that's right. They weave in the uh, Ludwig's Mando theme. My yep. good friend Ludwig. Yeah. Um, yep. Roommate. You know. yep. So, buddy. Star Wars Ahsoka. General thoughts, episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Caitlin and Bush. I want to hear general. Now, I already know a lot of your reactions because yeah, wow, we were yeah. texting a lot while this happened, all of in our, in our right. show. What did you think of the entire texting. series? Go. What did you think but, of yeah, the entire? Share general impressions. Eight hours of television. Uh, it was fantastic. I think I think we can all agree on that. I had a, an amazing time. Uh, we I think we all expected a live action Anakin. I don't think we expected uh, the world between worlds fully. I expected hints of it. I didn't expect Ahsoka to be dropped straight into the world between worlds. I think we all we all know how much we love the flashback episode where wherein Ahsoka moves the entirety of the Clone Wars. I cannot say enough good things about that. I don't know this battle. This was the siege of Mandalore. We had parted ways by now. Looks intense. It was. Uh, I cannot say good enough things about all of the emotional uh, uh, reunions that happened throughout this entire thing. So many good hugs, so many good... (laughs) (laughs) Which we'll, we'll get into later, but... I'm kind of like lost and bereft for exactly how to word how much I enjoyed this. I think for for people who did not, and I was discussing this with someone here recently, for people who did not watch Rebels, I cannot imagine what it was like to watch this show because yeah. uh, it really just, it dumps you into the middle of this found family and their drama and the the things that are important to them and while you know you have the larger context of the fall of the empire and the new republic you also don't have a lot of the context for why these people matter to each other how do they know each other you know uh and there isn't a whole lot of context provided um and you kind of just have to figure it out unless you are us or any other fan of rebels and you're like oh yeah that's why that's why they love each other and that's why they're willing to sacrifice everything because they're a family at the end of the day and i think that really comes through in this series mm-hmm. i think that's an interesting point that i want to bring i, I want to stick in right now is how this it works so well for for uh, and matt it worked for you as well we'll, we'll oh, absolutely yeah. give you go to you in a second you got it but um we obviously we we we've seen and love and love rebels. We've seen and love Clone Wars. There are the people that have seen all of it and watch Ahsoka. There are people that have only really seen Mando and the movies and watch Ahsoka. I thought that was interesting. Where some people that um, that never watched the animation at all watched Ahsoka and loved it. Mm-hmm. 
other people after the Ahsoka finale late at night, like two or three in the morning. <laughs> I've got a friend that, that is over in uh, Colorado mm-hmm. and I haven't seen her in years. She texts out of nowhere, pissed. <laughs> like, what was that? What is going on? Like, who? What is my the, brother like, was answers. very much the same way. My brother didn't watch any of those shows. He had, I got the same text, like, like the same time later. Yep. And she's like, who? It's like, I hate Sabine. Why is she doing this? Why <laughs> save that reveal to the end? And what's that? What is he standard on? I was like, and she's like, well, I looked at all the, you know, the Ahsoka episodes Disney Plus told me to watch. And I didn't. Re- I'm like, OK, well, here's you should watch, you know, Mortis. And she's like, well, what's that? That's a lot. Like, though. Well, <laughs> it is a tall <laughs> order. Three, of Mortis is three episodes. Yeah, it's not a but, lot. I mean, okay, I think but there's, it's, there's so, a lot. it's so much as someone who was the person for uh, the old show who binged the entirety of Rebels up to what had already right. been. Uh-huh. It's a lot, you guys. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I'm not saying watch everything. I'm just, it's really what, what I was, what I ended up texting back after, after a bit of an exchange was, okay, I was not consulted on these choices. <laughs> I did not actually work on the show. I am not responsible. <laughs> she was, she was, it was like, I don't know. It came to like demanding answers. I'm like, I, I, I'll call them, I guess. I, I, I think I was surprised, though, at how, how much Disney was just like, you didn't see the stuff. F you, you're out. Like, you know, like I, you know, I wasn't prepared for like how much they leaned into the to the prior shows, which, of course, they were going to do. But just to the extent they're no, like no backstory. I mean, there is some backstory in this series and I'm sure we'll get into it. That is revealed episodes in like I feel like we would have benefited to the, the, the audience that doesn't understand what to, what's going on. Mm-hmm. It would have been better suited to hear that earlier. And I'm talking about Sabine and Ahsoka's relationship, the, the, the reason destruction why. of Mandalore. Like, yeah, I don't know. Whole whole bunch of stuff. Even coming off Mandalorian season three, I kind of after they dropped this, like I pr- probably should have put that together because yeah. Sabine's a, a man, obviously a Mandalorian. Is like, right. but I wasn't even thinking. And I'm like, oh yeah, that put that in. It's like, why it was maybe I would have cared about her more if that was. Her. I'm like, again, I, I did not play the part. I did. I don't have writing credits. I <laughs> but don't I understand know. the critique. You know, I, yeah, I get yeah, it. yeah. But yeah, I think all of us probably have people that's like, well, that that know that we're in it so much that uh-huh. we're quite literally in it. And oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm one I, of those turtle in the guys room. In, in Ezra's uh, <laughs> camp there. <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I, I am in no way consulted about this. I am not things. connected to this in any way. I'm just here. I'm just like, here. Much to their detriment, you know. Um, anyway, Matt, Matt Romano, let's uh, get general thoughts from you. And uh, follow-up, do, do you agree with CMB in saying that she's like uh, – CMB uh, – Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're full on saying that your favorite episode of this thing was episode five. Correct. Yes. Was the big was, was that yeah, Anakin? That, was that the Anakin? That episode? Episode? That was okay. that was the the flashback Anakin. You yeah. know. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Matt Romano. Uh, uh, unload. Oh man, I had some bold thoughts about the Ahsoka series, but let me ooh, first. Ooh. I'll say I loved it. Oh, I, no. here we go. <laughs> I really did like. No, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. In fact, my boldest thought is is probably the most positive. Is I really think that this type of story is what the sequel trilogy always should have been. Like maybe mm. not like a rebel sequel. And as much as I love Ray and Kylo and that, and everything that was set up in the sequel trilogy, like the, the, this feels like a natural progression of the story. We left off in return of the Jedi a little bit more and it's new and it's fresh and you don't know what's going on. You know, there's, it just it, like, there's mystery to it, you know, where the sequels felt like very like copy and paste, like the, the most 
exciting parts of the series was the magic and the the Night Sisters. You know, that yeah. stuff was just like, you know, what is this? It's like you've never seen this in Star Wars before. Felt exciting. Didn't know it was going to happen the next week. That was kind of like the best part of it for me. Well, I think you 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 wouldn't have legacy characters if you you know, gone with that. No, but, 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 but then not to like jump to the end of my thoughts on this series. It's like where this series ends. It's like, how is Luke just not on the phone? Like, you know, where is Luke, Leia and Han? Like, you can't tell the next chapter of this story. I feel unless they're involved. Like, where are they? Come on. Also like where, where was Ahsoka during return of the Jedi? Totally. But now it's now that it's, it's, it's too close for comfort. Now they have to meet. He's got to be involved. Like how is Luke not involved? Think of it that he's there's something really important happening that he's dealing with. Oh yeah, Superman's off on another planet fighting that monster. Yeah, he's not here to help yeah. this week. Yeah, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Okay. See? Yeah, there you See? go. Yeah, I don't like see it. What though. Happens with imagination? <laughs> I don't like uh, he says I want all of my toys in one box. Exactly, Caitlin, but I feel like for like it has to be oh, like the if, entitlement if, is staggering. Once Luke finds out that Ahsoka is gone, trapped across the galaxy, like who's going to come save her? Who's going to be the one that's I don't know, figures that out? I don't know. Maybe that's a job for you. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> I would love it. I'm Snap not busy. To it, <laughs> <laughs> but other stuff. But but there was also, you know, I there was so much to love about the series. I kid like about a bunch of stuff, but it was really good. Like it is the design, set design, character design, ships, lightsabers. Love it. All of it was great. Yep. I think I, I, I get what. Both of, I, I largely agree with, but I don't, Matt, I don't agree with you about the sequels, but I agree about, um, <laughs> was waiting for that about one. everything. I, I love that how weird and fa- fantastical and the, the magical nature of it, where it's coming up something like, and, and we've, we talk about this all the time, how Star Wars can encompass so many different things, whereas something like Andor is definitely sci fi. This was definitely fantasy. Mm-hmm. Was this the first, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time in live action where we're seeing like true magic, like Star Wars magic, correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. that's that's not, yeah, that's not force. That's It's the first time we're seeing Night Sisters. Yeah. Uh, Night Sister magic. Like like true, it's the most fantasy of Star Wars elements. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, flying whales and stuff, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, it was, uh, and and that that gave it a certain spirituality and a mysticism to it, and that's yep. you you get everything right. There's on on one end, it's I can be very uplifted in in a way by by an episode like uh, One Way Out in Andor, which has become one of my favorite Star Wars things ever. Mm-hmm. But then on the other end of it, here there's there's and and that's like in a very grounded in, for lack of a better way to say it, like more closer to real world. Even though they're spaceships and stuff, you know, but it's 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 a little it's much more grounded. Whereas this kind of access the spiritual side a little bit more, especially that fifth episode, because that and aside from it was amazing seeing live action clones and um, Ariana Greenblatt as young Ahsoka, even though mm-hmm. I, was, I was hoping I'm like, oh, is it Ashley's voice? And no, that's mm. Um, but she, she did a great job. It was great seeing Anakin, uh, Hayden in the, the Anakin armor, Mm -hmm. the Clone Wars uh, armor. He was amazing. He was so good. The hair changing Um, and the, 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 yeah, the art, like actually live action Clone Wars Anakin armor. Yeah. Just a wee little bit of Rex. Uh, Mm -hmm. But my favorite part of that episode was 
the spiritual journey that Ahsoka takes, the quite mm-hmm. literally going from gray to white. There's, I mean, talk about fantasy, the Gandalf. Yeah, yeah imagery has always run from the rebels epilogue on has run strong with Dave Filoni. Mm -hmm. And my favorite part of that episode was actually after the world between worlds thing is when she is communing with the Pergil on top. It's like standing on top of that ship or whatever. Like that is, it still felt like star Wars, but was so different and just, and she just all of a sudden you're like, Oh, this is why she's been so grim. Not so grim, but a little more grim in the first four episodes. And after that, she's smiling. She's like, she's not necessarily, this oh, is, it's not like, oh, why she, don't you smile? This mm-hmm. is but, where she's meant to be. She's kind of been in a rut and she's found the next step of her journey. Yeah. She yep. She's lighter and she seems like she's finally unburdened from, if you were, you know, your idol best friend, mentor, or whatever, turned and did what Anakin did, you'd probably have some worries too. And she, so I love that line. He's like, is that what this is about? It's like, do you think <laughs> that, that yeah, really the whole, Anakin. the whole duel on the, on the, the bridge in the world between worlds. And yeah. even like the callback to return of the Jedi, when she's like, I will not fight you. And he's like, I heard that before. I've and heard that before. Like, yeah. like, like it, Oh man, there's it, it, all like, of nice it felt really yeah. earned. Yeah. And exactly. none of it was just for the sake of doing it. Right. It felt, it felt, Absolutely earned. And so, and every time looking at a, at Force Ghost Hayden or whatever, it was just really, really touching. And I still totally. I carry that with me onward. It was really inspiring. So let's talk transition of actors. Because mm. this was a bit, this was something that was, uh, was constantly on my mind. Because we, of course, as Rebels fans, as Clone Wars fans, we have come to love Tia Sirkar, Vanessa Marshall, Ashley Eckstein. Taylor Gray, and now we, for the most part, all all new people. We got Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mm-hmm. We have Natasha Lou Bordizzo, Rosario Dawson coming back. How do we feel about this? Was it an easy transition? Was it something that was weird at first, then got over? Did you did you never really, you know, go with it? What's the deal, Caitlin and Bush? That's your that's uh that's your thoughts. I think the Sabine uh, transition was easiest for me, but also I think a lot of it has to do with the eye color. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when, oh, I, when, I got thoughts. Yeah. When, when, you know, <laughs> characters like Sabine and Ezra have, you know, these, these, you know, jade and purple eyes and very like intense and naturally to try and match that in live action characters is going to be little bit more difficult uh, because putting them in a human-esque face uh, versus an animated face is going to be a little jarring. And I think I never really adjusted to like the piercing unnaturalness. It was, it was a little uncanny Valley, almost the, the level of like contact that they did. And I don't, the thing is I don't have a, a solution to what could have, helped it and it's not so much a criticism as it is just it freaked me out a little bit and maybe that's not a bad thing but like it yeah. just it, it really just like it took me out of it every single time you know you said it's so much more nicer and diplomatic than me <laughs> uh, but shocking shocking but I think like yeah I think we're all talking about Ezra and like I think he was like the hardest character to adapt to although I think he almost gave the best performance 
in relation to his animated character. He really got the nuance down. He had he the was, nuance he down. He was actually, he was the easiest transition. He was me. the easiest transition, but I, I, I think him, like- I bought him instantly and I was like, Imanis Fondi yeah. is his name. And I was like on that, on there the was a, There was a gentleness about him. immediately bought it. Yeah, he had some of the best moments of the series for sure. Please take a blaster. No, the force is my ally. That's all I need. Well, I'm going to need more than that. And I think really Sabine clicked more for me when they were, and this is nothing to do with the talent of the actors. No, All they're of fantastic. the actors are fantastic. No. Yeah. The writing was fantastic for them. It's just, you see. I'm talking about the visual, the visual yeah, of it. Yeah, I think we all yeah. are. It's because. All of the performances are, are great on, on both sides. So it was something about Sabine and Ezra together and back in their dynamic that all of a sudden she clicked in a different way, even though apparently now it's they're definitely just brother and sister. Yeah. It's like, oh, they were that the whole time. It's like, um, no, <laughs> no, you <laughs> added that because <laughs> that was not. Uh, there was weird shipping going, they whether took it was some right liberties or there. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which fine, fine. You know? Um, but it, it was especially, it's especially hard with like Hera cause you know, probably just because we love Vanessa Marshall. So we, we love them all, but I'll, particularly close to someone like Vanessa Marshall, who's the space mom of this group. It's, yep. it's, uh, it's really hard. No, to finish our thought from before, though, it's like, you know, I think they all transitioned great acting wise. But to Caitlin's point, like, I don't I don't understand why we have to rely so much on trying them to make them look as much as possible like their animated counterparts. Like and this even goes to recasting legacy characters like but like it's just like, why do we why do we care so much? Like, I think we could just tell the stories and give them normal color eyes. I don't know. And uh, not have to worry so much about that stuff. Like I'm getting mixed messages from you, Matt, because this is what you're saying now. And like it's something like tomorrow you'll be like, what, what? It should be. It should still be Harrison, but uh, just you no, know, no, be, uh, cut his yeah. legs off and so he's shorter. I don't know. You're like you. You go so back and forth on this. Well, you know it's a Spotchka night, so I, I can't promise you anything. There's no. Oh, oh, there's is, no through is it line just off the corso. <laughs> Sorry, Caitlin. What, what were you? What did you just say? say? There's no through line here on a Spotchka Nights, Brian. No, yeah. Oh, no, now we're going all... out of order. We're not no. talking about episodes in order. Like you know, my grievances. We were never going to talk about episodes, and we were never going to talk about episodes in order in this no, episode. No, Are you no, kidding no. me? Yeah, we're all about positivity. Matt's like, I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> okay, well, somebody who did, somebody who did return from animation and I was so happy about that. I guess we knew they were coming, but I didn't know they were going to be in the entire show as Huang. Yeah, he was great. Forgot how annoying you are. Logical. He looked great. Great transition from animation to, to real life design. David Tennant back in the role. An icon. Just a matter of just a, a few days before he's back. As the 14th Doctor now in Doctor Who, bless my heart. That's um, cool. That's cool. Like that. And, uh, oh, it's it's a big deal for me. It right, looks it. Yeah. I mean, between your good omens, between your, your yang, between your, you are just, you're eating it up, Brian. I, I love this for you. Between Doctor Who, good omens, and the character Shin Hati, this is like oh, a new age of Tumblr we, smut. We haven't even talked about her. Yeah. Oh, my. No, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. It's um, here. Caitlin is is going. You can look for Caitlin's Shin Hati construction paper collage to debut <laughs> on Tumblr Light tonight. <laughs> That's right. But I loved I loved Huang. I absolutely love that character. We also have Marek, 
the pseudo inquisitor, the inquisitor armor. It was all like for weeks. It was oh, he's Ezra. He's oh, yeah, Kanan. He was like, he was like a ghost. He was like a ghost. <laughs> and then it turns out, <laughs> yep, he's no one. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's as dead as the Razor Crest. Yeah. Um, so, Caitlin, remember when the Razor Crest blew up? Oh my God. I do. Yeah. Matt, that was a hard day for you, honey. It was. It was the episode The Tragedy. The Tragedy. Season two. Season two episode The Mandalorian. Oof. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, Shin Hati. <laughs> let's get right into it. Ivana Sakno as Shin Hati. This character is just setting some imaginations ablaze. For uh, to put it lightly, what are her thoughts on on this uh, wonderful and, and talk about fantasy? The the shoulder the pauldrons oh, straight I, out of out of I'm like, you, you know just. Armor like Warcraft armor or something like that is cool. Incredible! I loved I loved the the Sith or whoever they were or the the bad the, guys. The design yeah, like dark, of them was Jedi amazing. Yeah. I loved these guys. They were fantastic. They were they they were the best part of the show for me. What happens when you find Thrawn? For some, war. For others, a new beginning. For us, power such as you've never dreamed. Aside from Shin, it was there was also Balin Skull, yep. played by dearly departed Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Um, it was that was a bit of a downer watching this because he was so good. He was magnetic. By far the best part of the show. Their, their storylines were the most interesting. I mean, as much as everything was going on, I was most interested to see what was going on with them. And, and we texted about this, hoping that they'd wrap that storyline up by the end, because this is yeah. this is not a thing where, like, you can't just replace him. Yeah. You can't just, yeah. okay, he's a different actor now. I, I guess you can. We'll see what they're going to do. Yeah. But, it, and that's obviously not at all the, the reason why it's, it's you know, it's, He's a good man, a talented man. He was just a man with a, with a family and everything else, and he's gone. That's that's the bad. But who cares about yeah. Star Wars yeah, or the Lord or anything else? But well, and someone that's having is like I don't know if it's like a second act or third act or whatever. But to be that late in your career and now like this iconic role that he had created for himself, like it is, it is like it's just so disappointing that we won't get to see him fulfill whatever that path was going to be. Cause he was great. He was, yeah. I, I agree. I feel like after coming off of Rome, which is, yep. yeah, I'm going to roll the pod. There, that's, that's where I, I first got nothing less. <laughs> met, knew of him was from HBO's Rome, where he was a lead, one of two leads, him and, and Kevin McKidd were the leads of that show. So I really, I, that was the first time I saw him in anything. Isn't it funny how we were talking about Rome years before he was cast in this role. Like, did we not oh, yeah. see this coming? We were big, we're big Rome fans as the audience says, the diehards know. Well, because he was also on Clone Wars and in Rebels, but as a different character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was, um, he, Gar Saxon. Yeah, right, and, right, right. Because that's the, because Kevin McKidd was Fen Rao and they were on opposite sides. Yeah. But, and they, I mean, he pops up, popped up in Marvel in the Thor trilogy and didn't have much to do there. He's, mm. he's appeared, but nef- nothing that gave him as much to do as his role of Titus Pulo on Rome. Yeah. But here it was. Yeah. Here's something, a little bit of everything, even, even meme worthy in the idea of it. I miss the idea of it, but not the truth. The weakness. 
meme worthy. <laughs> and also there was he he was that perfect Star Wars villain that embodied this uh, this menace to him. But at the same time, there was this softness. You wanted to know more about him. You wanted to. He's broken. He, he's, you know? he's broken. And you understand that. And you see kind of yep. the melancholy in him. And I wanted mm-hmm. nothing more than to learn more about him, his past and his relationship with his maybe apprentice Shin Hatsi. There's, there's not, that relationship is so unrefined and you know that there's so much more to unpack there. And I'm really sad to see that he won't be the person to Mm -hmm. bring that to life down the line. Mm -hmm. And he kind of differentiated with their apprentices that actual apprentice in the temple and then apprentices that were taken on by where we were Jedi after. So he all Mm -hmm. but, talks about Shin Hati as being a Bakken Jedi. Mm. Yeah. He says that Ezra is that fully. He calls him that completely. It's uh, yeah, it's Balin. I, I agree that he's this uh, kind of broken and I, I'm not sitting there thinking, Oh, I can fix him. Like some people say, <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, Oh, he's broken. He can break me. I can make him or, <laughs> or, or he, he, he's broken. I can make him worse is the one of the popular yeah, ones. Except that's, that's he, he and I make each other worse. Um, but yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, somewhere in here you got Shin Hati riding a wolf, Sabine riding a wolf. It's just oh yeah, yeah that Dave happened. is is yep. is living it up here. Oh yeah, and, well, um, and the turtle guys. I mean, if we're just talking about well, creatures, yeah, we're, we're, we're we're, we might as yeah. well skip skip to them. Yeah, the Nati, Nati, N O T I, the little turtle guys wearing hobbity clothes. <laughs> I see my friends found you. Yeah, your very own band of rebels. I have so many questions. For all Filoni's things with the wolves, you know, he really does get like what makes Star Wars character design so unique and yeah. different. You know, like he knows yeah. how to tap into like there's this level of cuteness and weirdness and kind of creepiness. But yeah, you know, there's a bullseye there. You know what I mean? My 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 theory is that the the term Nati comes from Noki because they look like little Nokis. Oh, I bet as Matt would say, they're delicious. Delicious. They look delicious. Crack yeah. them open. Cook them on a fire. I don't know. Turtle's actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie. So oh, yeah. In uh, in the next episode or whatever, Chewie's going to be roasting him up and like. <laughs> 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 no, I, I thought not only were they adorable, um, funky, fresh and fun. I thought they were absolutely uh, just from the minute I saw them, they they weren't like any Star Wars that I could exactly pinpoint, but they were Star yes. Wars. They just, yeah, hands down. They just felt like it immediately. So let's go into, we, we were talking a little bit about Sabine. Let's talk into something that I'd really, a place I didn't think the show was going to go, which is Sabine potentially force sensitive. Mm. Sabine being Ahsoka's Padawan. Trials of the Darksaber and Rebel season three mm. does support this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, didn't think it supported it as, you know, there was that. And I'm like, yes, but she's not force sensitive. And this is, oh, I, I, I guess Ahsoka thinks I she is. And she then is. it was, is she going to move the cup or is she not? And they kind of fake you out a couple of things. We don't really know how force sensitive she is, but she is a little bit. And I thought she's it was. pretty force sensitive. Uh, yeah. Pretty force so sensitive. Turns out. What are we, what are we looking at here? Another Mando Jedi to form. Matt's Grogu Green Lantern <laughs> Wet Dream Squad or, you know, something else. I don't know. Matt Romano. You know, I don't know. This was one of the things also that I was I was like, eh, OK, I was OK with. 
Sabine being force sensitive. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I'm just a, I don't know. Ray of sunshine. There's just so many Jedi now. Like, I don't know. Luke was the last one. I'm going to be one of those guys right now, but like, I don't need the last last temple. Sit down, Matt. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll sit down. You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm just gonna see my my way out. But but hear me out. But like it's just that we need her to be force sensitive. But I guess it like plays into the whole thing that everybody can be Jedi. I just hope that and this is gonna sound horrible. I hope this all ends horribly though for everyone because we kind of have to wipe the slate clean again with Jedi before the sequel trilogy, don't we? I like you're like this is probably gonna sound bad, but we just gotta kill <laughs> we everybody. We gotta kill everybody. We gotta have another. Not that I'm like like you know order sixty six in this again. You know it is one of my favorite things this to say. This is the <laughs> it's like you're like too many order sixty six. We're good. And then it's like I want another one. I want a sixty seven. I mean, what's gonna happen to everybody? I don't know. Just uh, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, oh man, it's like they because now we got Cal Kestis, Grogu. Um, Sabine, Ezra, that's four Jedi right there. Luke, that's five. Ahsoka, six. I mean, that, that, we got an order. We got an maybe order. Maybe they here. were all teachers. Maybe they were all teachers at Luke's uh, Jedi yeah. school, or they were just yeah, like wandering in the distance, you know, maybe living their lives. Going to have an epic, crazy death in Heir to the Empire, you know? I don't maybe know. They'll all just f- off to the Balkans. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I don't sense. know. But we'll anyway, go to the go to the south of France and be like, you know what? Peace. <laughs> but it, but but it was still cool. Lightsabers and Mando helmets. Can't go wrong. Done. Caitlin on Bush thoughts. Please help me with this. (laughs) I think I've lost the thread even. What was the initial question? Sabine force sensitive. Uh, It was it was unexpected for it to be that intense for me. Uh, Mm. I but, you know, uh, uh, several years have passed. She's had very little to do other than, uh, uh, you know, bonk her head against a wall or try to move rocks. So, you know, between those two options. I'd choose trying to move rocks if I had this small ability and tried to build it up. Why not? Sure. There you go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what about you? What are you? What Brian? Brian is, I think, on on the opposite end of the spectrum from us. I feel like you're on I'm the fence, here. Brian. I yeah, I, I get the no, sense that I, you're. Like, I mean, I don't. That if that's what the story that Dave Filoni wants to tell, then that's the one I'm going to watch. Right. It's okay. You know, right. it, it was great. it was surprising. I was and they start right off right right away. It's because I'd say. Um, Sabine is certainly probably the second lead in t- at times a co-lead o- almost. I would, mm-hmm. I would if, argue co-lead to Ahsoka. Yeah. 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 So th- there's one episode without Sabine at all. And there's one that's mostly Sabine, but I, it was surprising. And it was still, I was like, it, it, it's just going to take some getting used to. I think it's the kind of thing in a couple of years to be like, oh yes, Famous, famously, Sabine Force sensitive. You know? Right, right, right. Sabine, the Padawan legacy of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 I'm curious <laughs> if going back to um, rewatching some Sabine stuff in Rebels, if it's kind of always been there, mm. or if this is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah, know. it's always I, been there. Just you know, <laughs> it's like, go back I, and look in the background of Episode Five. Who are oh, yeah, and who are we? Yeah, who are we? But, yeah, no, I I I, th- I thought it was unexpected. It was interesting, but it was interesting, and I also I like the idea of it goes back to something Leia says and says in the comics, whereas everybody has everybody has the force within them. It's mm. just a matter of you know some people can bring it out more than others. It's everybody have it. So it is, Matt. It's kind of that anyone can wear the mask kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, sure. Anyone can wear the helmet. <laughs> 
anyone yep. could wear the wrist rockets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just getting easier there and easier, know. it feels, all around. Uh, you know, you ain't lifting any rocks last time I looked, so. Barely. I can barely pick up a pedal. That's obviously coming from. Yeah. Well, let me ask, uh, let me ask this question to the floor. Uh, let's get with a really, since we're on the subject, a really hard hitting question. This is going to be tough. And Ooh. this is the hardest question in the entire thing. This is very serious. Bring it. Sabine, short hair or long hair? Mm. Short hair. Short hair. Hands down. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I like the long. There's something really? about that orange long, that, that first episode look where she's like in that, in the whatever rebels outfit she had in that long hair and she had the lightsaber. That was cool. No, I I'm too nostalgic for the short. Well, and, and it was completely evocative of the Kanan scene from rebels. Wasn't it? We got, uh, we got undead stormtroopers, which was uh, a surprise to me held together with night sister magic. There's some precedents in legends for this actually not connected to night sisters, but there's a book in legends called death troopers. Um, where it's zombie stormtroopers. It's really quite a, a horror book anyway. Um, so it reminded me a little of that. We have their captain in the gold mask, Enoch. He was cool. Little uh, gladiator action there. And you know who that is under it? That's Wes Chatham, mm. who played Amos on The Expanse. Ooh, oh, get nice. out of here. Yeah, I thought... Um, I was, I was, I didn't say this to anybody in my head. I thought they were in that, in that finale episode, who's going to take the helmet off. It was going to be Freddie Prince Jr. as a half blown up <laughs> oh undead Kanan. Oh, he also, that'd be the, crazy. The, uh, there's something about the, the cadence of his voice too. Uh, I was convinced that, that we, I was like, we're going to get some kind of force ghost. Ca- I didn't even necessarily, I'm like, I want this, but I thought, I thought they were going to do it because Freddie Prince Jr. for so long has been like, I'm done. They they won't have me back. Or I, will, are you doing the Mark know. Hamill yeah. thing? I feel like they're gonna, uh, maybe a little season two or the movie or something. But it was just too much for the first season to like have yeah, to explain yeah, that I, as well. It would have been, it would have been too yeah. much, especially with, with Hayden there. I, his voice is in Rise of Skywalker. So yeah. there is yes, that. Yeah. You know, he's there. And I think it would be cool if he appeared to Ezra at some point. And if he didn't, that's fine. That's fine too. I just, I was like, Oh, what's under that mask? It, it turns out, you know what's under that mask? Enoch. <laughs> yeah. That Enoch. Famous character. <laughs> yeah. Famous Star Wars character. Or it could be, it could be Flea from the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. He takes it off and goes, medical freighter. Medical freighter. Running, <laughs> running very fast through the woods. Yep. I have one more thought on the, the zombie troopers. I don't know where we're oh, going to yeah. go next, but, uh, but not that I'm like trying to pick out like faults, you know, in the series, just, but this is all like really... <laughs> Well, it seems like you are. <laughs> try not to. Try not to. But like another thing that was a little disappointing was when Ahsoka, Sabine, and Ezra were like messing up all the zombie troopers when they realized like that moment they're messing up the zombie troopers. Mm-hmm. Wasn't enough uh, limbs being cut off for my for my taste to be telling you. Like a lot, a lot of lightsaber action, but like the not a lot of zombie death. You know what I mean? Disney Plus doesn't have enough flying limbs for you. It doesn't have enough flying. Like, they're zombies, right? And they're like, str- and like you know, the choreography of that scene was so weird to You're me. You're going to try and explain that to your kid? <laughs> no. Is this, a, is this, should I not go there with the, you know, it just, uh, but like. No, I'm enjoying this conversation. I just think you're out of your mind. I mean, they're zombies and they're really slashing them up. And it's like a lot of like, you know, I don't know, just falling down. You know, that's whole scene, all the choreography just felt like weird to me. No. Okay. okay. You know what seems weird to me? What? You right now. 
maybe I've been seems weird. in the box too long. Like maybe I, I should, uh, I'll just be quiet. Yes. Cause you, yeah. listeners might not know you've been physically inside a box, <laughs> a small one Hiatus. for months now. Yeah, exactly. So it's your, it's your banquet table. It's your bathroom. It's everything, isn't it? Everything. Place of business. Yeah. It's, it's Oak. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gross yet interesting. Let's talk about the world between worlds Mm -hmm. and how we actually went there. And let's talk about how a big thing that originated on this show that has pissed me off for a long time is irrevocably proven false. The Bridger pamphlet. The Bridger pamphlet. Stick several damn (laughs) knives in it. It is dead. Now, wait a minute, Brian. Wait wait a minute. The honorable delegate reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. You'll have your moment. Speaker, please. No, Caitlin M. Bush, do you agree with me that the Bridger pamphlet not only is dead, but was bullshit to begin with? Uh, I'm, I'm really sorry to do this team at, but, uh, Mr. Silliman here who, who currently has the floor. Oh yeah. Gonna, the yeah. Votes. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, excuse me. Gabbling so, in, sir. Go suck yeah, my yeah. <laughs> time out. First of all, for the first time <laughs> listeners, if this is your first time listening to the show, if you've discovered us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, A, or we're sorry. Radio. Yeah, we're, we're sorry. A, we're sorry. B, the Bridger pamphlet is uh, this uh, idea that Ezra Bridger died at the end of Rebels along with Thrawn, and then the that Ahsoka saved them from dying using the world between worlds. That was my thought. I, I, I love how you're. The more you try and get this out in a cohesive way now, tonight, the more bullshit it sounds. But because they were honest, a Star Destroyer went uh, into light speed with the windows broken. And I feel like they got sucked out. I I don't know what the the, the force power is. You know, I just don't know what it is. Okay, but I'll say that we never saw what happened. Okay, so you can say it's bullshit all you want, but we never saw the aftermath of that moment. We just got to meet them after the fact. So I would love to see a little like you know, behind the scenes of what happened to the two of them. Like, did they you wake just, up on top of each other? Like all you just awkwardly. Can't say, you just yeah. can't say that your pet theory has been proven to, to be untrue. Can you? you know, it's my, it's my head cannon. I think we support head cannon on this show. And, uh, you yes, know. we do, except when yeah. it's egregious and wrong. <laughs> Let's just say it's a long shot. Now, maybe it's more of a long shot. You know, it's a dead shot is what it is. <laughs> um, Okay, Matt, if that's what if that's what you you know what, you're right. If that's what your joy is, even the thing is like this is my favorite thing. I you know, if this is is second only to Dash Rendar for you, then I support it. I'm just sorry the listeners didn't get about fifteen minutes of that every week for like five weeks until it was proven wrong. You know? Well you got it over text. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. But I but we never saw it. We never saw it happen, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, we didn't see it because it because it didn't happen and it's not. But I would still happened. like to know what happened, how they got from point A to point B, like they, how they were. They were on the that Pergil took them to that planet. They got off still alive. 
Then a in the atmosphere, so like there was no, there wasn't a moment like did the ship She's not come like, into the. Oh yes, Ezra, yeah. I remember helping you back to life through the world between worlds, like maybe last year. I would Good like to, to see, see you again. A pergol giving Ezra like mouth to mouth resuscitation, okay? Because the vacuum of space. I don't care how good your force bubble is. He doesn't know what an on birthday is. <laughs> All, right. All right. That's it. Let's, um, let, let's go. You know what I thought was fun is, uh, is that that episode where they, they go, it's, it's after the, the big episode five, episode six, when they, everyone makes that jump. Ahsoka goes after them too, with that giant, that ring that to the whole star destroyer, which was, that was cool. That, that was cool. Thing, wasn't it? Yeah, that was cool. Um, Talk about something that was new to start with the bridge of that. Yeah, everything it was it was quite different. Crazy, but, you know. Felt just felt, felt good. Felt good. Yep. Gives you that good feeling. Moving um, on. Right. Yeah. But he said, <laughs> <laughs> "Yes, sorry, sorry, Caitlin, you're right." Um, that episode was called "Far, Far Away," and they go far, far away to pretty much a different galaxy, the edge of a different galaxy, but a, a different galaxy. A while back. Dave Filoni in an interview, I think it was at a celebration when asked, where is Ezra? He's his answer was yes. he is far, far away. <laughs> I'll tell you where he is. He's far, far away. Oh. Far, far Give it away. Yeah. This, this little bitch. <laughs> he really just. I, you know, he went home that night and was like, yeah, I got him. Well, it also tied in really well with Huang's um, starting the tale as they're in the Pergil's mouth going there to Ahsoka. He's telling her one of these tales from the Jedi Temple. He says, a long time ago in a galaxy far, oh, far that away. that was cool. Was like, yeah. On second thought, tell me one of those stories. Your choice. Very well. A long time ago in a galaxy... Far, far away. How cool was that? That was cool. It's just, it's, mm, it, it makes it, okay, well, is everything like a tale? Is like, is R2 telling all these stories of the Journal of the Wheels at the end of the thought? You know, it's one of those things. <laughs> but it is a fascinating you know, thought that it's like what, the Star Wars is a, fa- is a fantasy tale in its own universe kind of thing. And it's interpreted differently by different people from a certain point of view. You know, it's a, uh, it's kind of or, crazy. Yeah. And it's, or all of it and all, but all of it told by David Tennant. <laughs> yes. You right. Know. Yeah. Yeah. You could do worse. Yep. Um, other fun bits. C3PO appearance. Hey, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. Great. I love, because we obviously for many reasons can't, uh, Leia Organa isn't possible. So yeah, but you, I thought was, we got to stop using really that good trick way to do it. We got to stop using that trick though. What? It's going to run out soon. You know, we've had a lot of just like C-3PO in the background. C-3PO is here. You know, Leia's off on another planet fighting a monster. She can't be here right now. Um, this is an know. extenuating <laughs> circumstance though. Uh, this yeah, is, it is, this is Leia. This is not even Leia. It's Carrie Fisher. I mean, this is. Oh, of course. I know. I know. This it's, is an extenuating. Sir. I, I think. Can we get your allowance for, for yes. this one, please? Yeah, this one's cool. This one's all right. You're all right. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> we also have Mon Mothman here. Um, we're now post original trilogy. So this is Genevieve O'Reilly past Carolyn Blakiston's period. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Every time we've seen Genevieve O'Reilly before this, it's always been before Carolyn Blakiston. And now it's after. So she's long since played the character far more than Carolyn Blakiston. Good call. Um, yeah. Who had about four or five lines. O'Reilly's 
many episodes and movies. Go Genevieve. We also, in, in that, along this same line with Mon Mothma and C-3PO, this ties into the trial, which they put Hera on trial so unnecessarily. Uh, and we see the gross incompetence of the New Republic. It's like, wow, so shocked that these guys didn't last. Mm-hmm. And really being no help at all here is a character named Hamato Ziono, who is a character introduced in Star Wars Resistance. <laughs> Look at so that. I thought it was so fun that they were tying that into this because yeah. he not only is he in that, his son, Kaz Ziono, is the lead character. Yeah, that's pretty Resistance. cool, actually. I thought that was kind of cool. So our old friend, the Resistance Cowboy, is here to talk about that. Yeah, buckaroos, I was happy to see old Hamato Ziono. And before Caitlin cuts me off, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. See ya. Yeah, it's a good. big ship yeah. where they fly planes in a big race, and uh, has something to do with the end of the. Matt, the not you order. two down. Okay. No. <laughs> I mean, they got the empire. They they got the the, the first order fight, but they've got a race. Yeah, know. yeah, they got a race. It's important. Got a stew going, baby. You got a stew going. There's one other thing here, also that there is a, and I know Caitlin's gonna love this. There is a. <laughs> Little, I, I thought they may have given gone a little further with this, but they just it was just a little bit. It was a connection to Zepho from <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order because the Zepho have a connection with the Night Sisters. We saw that the Night Sisters came to this the galaxy far, far away to Dathomir from the galaxy where they are, mm-hmm. where, where they wind up. Dathomirians, I, I think that's that's how they that's how they did it. The Zepho had a similar, you know, strong in the force and then left. It was, you know, there, there's a whole lot of lore there that we're not going to go into. But on the temple, on that Night Sister temple that we were looking at for a lot of it, somebody transcribed some of the inscriptions, and one of them drops the name Kujet, which is a Zepho character who was like a dark side Zepho that led this cult. With, that is talked about in the game. You go to the um, one of Ku, a tomb of Kujet in the game. So that was blowing my can mind. We get, a can we bit. get a mind blown, please? Yeah, do oh, it. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and not only did I think it was because I was like, okay, are those you know those raiders with the in the red helmets and everything with the things sticking yeah. out? Yeah. I was like, well, that kind of looks Zephoe. Are they going to take those off and they're going to be Zepho heads? I thought Balin was going to be going. When we find out where he was going, it was like a tomb of Kujet or Ooh, even Kujet himself. Like if, yeah. if, if we see Zepho in this live action Ahsoka show, that would have been nuts. <laughs> and I'm still not convinced that we won't. But even just that that little thing there, talk about headcanon. That was as somebody who loves both that game and the follow up. It was it was really cool. Yeah. And but where does Balin Skull end up? We'll, we'll close with this. He ends up on the palm of the father of Mortis. Yep. Giant statue as big as the Argonoth in that, Fellowship. That thing, right. that that game, that scene gave me chills. I'm not gonna lie, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that was and nice. the son right next next to him, and but the statue of the daughter crumbled, not there, because we've already seen when Ahsoka turns and sees Hayden, looks over at Hayden Morai, the convoy who symbolizes the daughter, is there and flying around. So that's oh, okay, what's but the, the statue's gone, but she's flying around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, so Ahsoka kind of is now the physical embodiment of the daughter. So it makes sense that the statue of the daughter isn't there. But how, if Ray Steve, the, the last image of Ray, as far as I know, the last image of Ray Stevenson on film is standing in the hand of a god. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so that's that good. Reactions to 
as because we know we I, who knows what everyone else people who didn't watch Clone Wars or Rebels thought because they must have been like okay what but a statue like, sound oh. statue cool man it was the cabaret going up oh, up oh. <laughs> yeah yeah you know the uh, that thing Matt Romano Mortis I mean, I just thought this was a cool moment. I knew what we were seeing at the at the end, like right away. And if anything, my first thought went to the people that don't watch again, that don't watch the animation being like, what is this? But I think it was pretty that easy. That was the first thing you thought? <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, honestly. My first thought was like, how does anybody know what's going on? It was just another like stake uh, in the heart there of that argument. But I thought that regardless, though, if you know what's going on, it's obviously that he was trying to pursue something bigger and greater and he was after a bigger power. So even if you don't know anything about Mortis, you know, he's just going to a place with some big statues and it's important. Um, And uh, if anything, I was also sad at that moment because we knew that that was the last shot. Like you said, it's uh, you know, that was it for him. Caitlin and Bush, thoughts on Mortis and thoughts of what you think Balin Skull might be trying to do. I actually don't know what uh, it, it never came to me exactly what he was trying to do. I think I agree with Matt. He was looking for a larger power. I think he was looking for an understanding. He, and I, I think this is something that we all, we all talked about outside of the the pod, obviously being that he's someone who is not fully Sith yet. He's not obviously Jedi anymore. He's his, his lightsaber is not this crimson blood red yet. He is, he is moving toward that. He is not this fully quote unquote evil being. Um, and I think he's the kind of character that, that, that softness comes from that, uh, comes from a place of curiosity maybe within him. He gives me being a a scholar. He gives, uh, 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 a, a constant student of the of the universe of the galaxy so of course he was going to want to go to a different galaxy he was going to be searching for some kind of answer that we don't necessarily know a power but maybe not even power just understanding at the end of the day of how this galaxy of how this universe is supposed to work for the for some sort of answer that i'm sure would you know, the question would come through in future seasons and more of seeing this character. And it's really, like I said, unfortunate that this is not the actor that we're going to get to see that with. Mm-hmm. I, I love everything that you just said. And I really agree. I Thank think it's, he's really tuned in in a way that other characters aren't because unlike many other characters, he sees the cycle. He sees the cycle. It's like he'd be the one who would turn and be like, it's not called Star Peace, is it? <laughs> um, because it's like it's war, doom, maybe a little bit of peace. Then it just starts up again. It's, you know, prequels, then original, then sequels. And then it's going to be more sequels. And can't we just can't the world just stay saved? And And he really he just really seemed to understand the cyclical nature of all of this in a way that just off the top of my head that only Luke in the last Jedi starts to realize. Mm-hmm. And, but that won't be, that's a ways off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciated having a character think like that. I feel like that's what he wants to put it into. He wants to kind of stop that, break that cycle. Also what you said, Caitlin, about the, the lightsaber color. Cause that was a big thing when the trailers came out. It's like, Oh, it's not really like super red. It's like, yeah, like it's an orange. And now we finally know why that is because he, yeah, like you said, he's not really, that close to being evil. Like he's not evil. He's just, uh, I don't know, a little over the edge. 
No, it, despite him coming in with the bizarro opposite of the Phantom Menace opening <laughs> in the first episode with him and Shin mm-hmm. Hati, it's it's slicing people down left and right. No, he's. I wouldn't say he's. He's not Sith. He's, he's not, not Sith, Sith, but uh, I don't know. He's not like yeah, yeah full blown. He's on that. He he he's you know on the turnpike. <laughs> His algorithm is a little messed up. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, algorithm. Fi- final <laughs> final question. Do we think we'll get a? You think this is going to stick as a mini series? You think we'll get a season two? Do you think everything here? Um, you know, we'll meet again in Robin Hood two. I said hey, or do you think it will wrap up whatever the movie is? More Mandalorian. What do you guys think, Matt Romano? Uh, it's so hard now in light of uh, the writer strike and the actor strike because I feel like things are so delayed and like you know who knows what these streamers and movie, uh, you know what these studios are going to do like you know i I feel like i don't know if it it changes their plans for the the hiatus that they kind of created but you know i would love to see an ahsoka season two ahead of the movie Uh, i don't think i want to waste time in the movie like having ahsoka get back to the galaxy i'd rather just see that happen in a in a show and then we start the dave filoni movie and everybody's back together like facing the threat right out of the gate so uh but i don't know i feel like it's not even like a story decision i feel like it's like a financial and time decision what they're going to do with star Wars from here on out. I I could see them. They gave, I, I feel like they just looked at Dave Filoni and said, do what you want. Yeah. With this, I felt like he was, if he was restrained in any way, I would be surprised. Right. Um, so I could see that continuing. Well, Mando season four is, is moving ahead. Is that happening? So, is that real? Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening. Um, thoughts on that. Caitlin and Bush, before I move on to one last point, before we go to break. Uh, I I like the points both you made. I think uh, it's it's going to come down to a lot of real life logistical issues, uh, and I think that uh, at the end of the day, I I would love to not have how Ahsoka or anyone gets out of of galaxy far far away to the other galaxy far far away as like a hand wave. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, mm. Yep. But but we're going to need to see a story there. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever's going on with that Mortis connection is still happening there. So Mm -hmm. that would play out. You know, I I kind of agree with with both of you. It's like that is if you're going to keep calling it uh, this show, what happens here, Ahsoka, that's where she is. Mm -hmm. That's what do it there. We don't I do. That's why I love also episode five because it was that was so about Ahsoka past, present, and future mm-hmm. um, in every way, and and I loved everything else as well. But I think the keeping it there and not going into New Republic politics in this show would kind of keep it Ahsoka centric. Well, that sounds like a hot take, honestly, because that's a very easy way to take Ahsoka well, off the table, <laughs> you know, like, like all the questions I was complaining about before. It's like, you have too many Jedi. Now you just took two Jedi off the table. Yeah. Though the way to take that, all of them off the table for you for good is just <laughs> leave them out there forever. Yeah. But then have them come back <laughs> when like with, with Ray's Jedi temple, like the first scene of J Ray's uh, Jedi temple movie is like, it's like, Hey, Ahsoka Sabine are back and they're 40 years older. Okay. So, okay. Go. Wait, so, so <laughs> what you're asking Romano for, I can get behind. But <laughs> there you go. what you're asking for is, Let's take let's take Avengers Infinity War. 
Yes. Like, don't uh, have any of Thor's story throughout the entire movie, but then do still have that moment where he comes down on the Rainbow Bridge into the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden he's there with a new weapon and and allies and all that stuff. Exactly. Ahsoka and Sabine are stranded (laughs) on that planet for 30 years, and they just show up in the new Daisy Ridley Star Wars movie. Yep. Yeah, I say I say this with all possible respect and support. That sucks. <laughs> um, well, before we go, uh, there's there's obviously there's one big uh, big returning character. It's another leap from animation to live action with the voice the same because there's no real way to replace yeah. this voice. I thought you were going to say there. Chopper. Grand. What? I thought well, say chopper, chopper, yeah. I mean, we got <laughs> Chopper was really choppery. Chopper People was People were choppering. a little upset that he didn't have more war crimes going on. <laughs> yeah, he, Chopper you was could, great. But though. if you listen to what he was saying and people broke this down, you could actually understand what he was saying because it just sounded like garbled human, like, yeah, right, going right. to yeah. kill these people. Yeah. Dare I say he's <laughs> the most human because he just wants to kill everybody. I don't know. <laughs> well, before we get there, we haven't talked, we also didn't talk about returning Carson Tiva. We didn't talk about Jason Syndulla, which I thought that oh, was yeah. wonderful uh, performance yeah. from young yeah, actor good playing scene. Jason yeah. Syndulla. Yeah. Um, and uh, hearing things in the force and the connection of force in the water. And you, you know, I like all that stuff. But Grand <laughs> Admiral Thrawn, Lars Mikkelsen, um, did, was he your Thrawn? Was he something else? What What did we think? Caitlin and Bush, thoughts, Thrawn thoughts, thoughts. The, the, <laughs> the physicality that he embodied this like, I was trying to, before we started, I was trying to, there's a very specific word on tip of my tongue or a description about what it is that he embodied for this. And there's this, this uh, haunting romantic in the, in the literary sense, like an old Victorian house that's Mm. creeping and crawling and, and shadows around every corner. And that's kind of how he moves and how, uh, you you look at him and you kind of just feel cold, and that's exactly I think what this character needed. That's mm-hmm. so yeah, that's accurate. That's like good. a little uh, <laughs> Dra- Draculin. Yeah, mm. yeah, totally. Yeah. Like a uh, older classic um, Dracula, or or yeah, no, I can I totally get that feeling. That's kind of what Thrawn is. If I think about it, what he's always kind of been, but really mm-hmm. now in that you know that state stately gentlemen um now in live action that really brought that out that's really accurate matt romano thoughts oh my thoughts uh you know i agree with everything caitlin just said i mean i i thought he was incredible and such a good decision to out of all the no offense against any of the other actors the voice actors making the jump from animation to well, live action they're just actors but okay actors yeah <laughs> Yes, they're all just actors. But Lars, like, bringing him on, like, I just, I don't know how anybody else could have done it other than Lars. Throng. What a delight it is after so long to see a familiar face. It was so awesome. He was so intimidating. I mean, and going back to the people, you know, that may have been confused that didn't watch all the shows, all the animated shows, like, Throng was awesome across the board. I have not heard one complaint about Throng being a very cool villain, you know, uh, and so excited for how scared he got at like once he realized that it was Ahsoka Tano and you know the uh the apprentice of Anakin yeah. Skywalker like wait till he finds out that Luke Skywalker the son 
of Anakin Skywalker that line is alive was so good. and waiting for him. You know, it's just uh, awesome. Because he knew Anakin and there's in, there's a the second of the Thrawn trilogy, the new Thrawn trilogy, but not so <laughs> Timothy Zahn wrote the heir to the Empire trilogy, which is in Legends. Then when Thrawn was put in Rebels, had Thrawn, Thrawn alliances and Thrawn treason. There's that trilogy. And then there's the Ascendancy trilogy. This is the, the second one I was just talking about. So there's one whole book where Thrawn we and- will then be now? <laughs> soon. How soon? <laughs> um, oh! um, no, it, it's a- uh, Thrawn and Vader are working together and Thrawn had, had worked with Anakin and so kind of knew, knew of Ahsoka. So in this, it's like, well, who who is it? And you can kind of stretch a little bit like, okay, well, he just heard the name once. He just kind of forgot. Um, but it does, for me anyway, it kind of fits into that um, without really stepping on anything. Um, but any final thoughts on anything in Ahsoka before we move on? Uh, that rocked. I had a great time. Uh, I was emotional. I, I, I did not cry. I laughed a lot. Uh, and I'm, uh, it was a necessary reason as to why we did not discuss this throughout the entirety of the season, but I'm happy that we're talking about it now, gentlemen. Qu- one quick question, Caitlin Ambush. If that reuniting hug between Sabine and Ezra had been an animation, do you think you would have cried? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I think I would have too. Thoughts final from you, Matt Romano. Three final thoughts. We didn't talk enough about Hera. Loved her. I loved live action Hera. Like, though, that was cool. Can't wait to see more of the ghost. I I bet you did. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just just saying. Let them eat cake. Tiva, too. I love the whole, the X Wings. uh, I love all that. I love the New Republic guys. Um, And then uh, also want to talk about the 9 p.m. release, how we talked about this forever. But the fact that they released this episode at 9 p.m. on the East Coast was genius move by Disney. Finally. So good. So, so good. I'm good. glad it carried over to the Marvel movies. Like they're finally learning the lesson. Like none of the no more 3 a.m. drops on the East Coast. Ridiculous. Like give us a chance to see the episode together. Great. I think it worked out beautifully. And uh, finally, um, the greatest gift of Ahsoka has now come post strike. And it's all the BTS footage that we've gotten the behind the scenes footage so everybody hanging out backstage yes. uh ray stevenson having a blast you know just just every everything i see looks so much fun shin hati riding the uh the little land speeder beautiful <laughs> and the show is great too and i really like the show they're just having having some laughs having some laughs some good times <laughs> but there's a lot of positive, <laughs> that that set was you know what it was full of Vibes, vibes. There, the vibes were strong on that set. Yeah, but everybody was vibing. <laughs> but okay. I love the show. Um, love well, the show. with that, we're going to go to break. But we're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Don't turn us off. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Return of the Pot, a podcast about Star Wars. May the Force be with you. And as always, many boats, 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 many boats. We're back. And that's going to take us into a segment known around the world as Captain's Corner. 
Oh my gosh. I would keep going longer, but again, I don't want to wake up my kids. And already, I think I freaked out my wife upstairs. I don't think she was thinking that was coming. Because uh, it's been a while. It's been 210 days. I wasn't even prepared for it. I hope you enjoyed it. The screen, Brian, are you okay? Yeah, I, I think we're all enjoying okay, it. Okay, cool. Okay, great. Excellent. I had to pull my head. You guys, I had I to pull my that. headphones away from my We're not my, a video my, podcast, my ears, but... but yeah, you look like a, a, hot, a, a little hot, a Looney Tunes character. Chest. Yeah, <laughs> steam coming out of your ears. <laughs> anyway, everybody, welcome back to Return of the Pod season. Who knows? Episode. I don't give a. F- um, and also, who cares? <laughs> this segment of Captain's Corner, Spotchkin Knights edition. Oh man, can you believe we missed Ahsoka? Can you believe it? We were waiting so yeah. long for Ahsoka. We hyped it up so much, and we, we missed it. We were so excited for Ahsoka. Well, yep. And then we, the we, producers we went. Wait, is it not our enough. fault? Oh, it's not our fault. It's the man's yeah, no. fault, and I'm not going to forget it. Let me tell you guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks anyway. a lot, Zazlav. Mm. Oh, we're going to get to him, but first, <laughs> let's get to the captain's wheel for all those. Uh, oh! For all those longtime what's listeners, on, what's first, on the wheel tonight? Uh, we got a wheel for everybody who knows the show. Uh, we break out the wheel every once in a while. The captain's wheel. The captain's wheel is uh, if you can picture like the price is right. It's a classic. Okay? You know, it's a big wheel that you like really thrust. You know, you really put all the, all your weight into to spin. OK. Um, and on the wheel is all these topics. Tonight's topics are. I will not be thrusting tonight. <laughs> not a lot of thrusting. I will. You know, just a, just a real heave. Is, is that a better word? Like yeah. a heave. Okay. So yeah, you anyway, got a heave. You got a heave. You got a heave. It's a heave the wheel. You know. Uh, yeah. So anyway, on the wheel tonight. Okay. <laughs> there's what did I miss? Four times. Mm. Oh, three times. Maybe four. I don't know. It's a big wheel. But we've had it multiple times. What did I miss? So we'll, we'll maybe okay. get into right. some other stuff. Then there's general grievances. Okay. Things that just make me upset. Mm-hmm. You know? All right. Uh, food folks and fun. Everybody loves that mm-hmm. segment. Uh, it's classic. Classic. Brand new one on the board. Brian, are you okay? Okay. That's a new. new. Um, <laughs> it's a new. It's a, it's, a, it's a new label on, on the wheel. We'll see if we get to it. Then there's a. Uh, Unbelievable. Dank, Ferrick, Mary, Kill. Okay. That's a classic one. Everybody loves that one. And of course, Kylo Renstagram. Uh, yeah. I really hope this is the right. night. Which is the yep. Lindsay Buckingham yeah, of, this, really of the captain's wheel. I really hope Kylo Renstagram is the one that we get to tonight. So anyway. Uh, Something tells me it won't be. Oh, uh, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. I don't know. I don't know. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caitlin, you're first up on the wheel. If you can go up there and give it a good heave, if you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right, all right. Stand back, gentlemen. <clears throat> there we go. Um, wow, that is like, that's going to fall off. That's God. that's going fast. All right. Okay, and first up on the wheel. Oh, it's a what did I miss? Oh, fantastic. Oh, what did I miss? All right. Well, this what did I miss is Ooh. the MCU. Loki, Marvels, Ooh. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Wow. We've there was a lot happened in the past 210 Ooh. days in the Marvel universe. Uh so what do you guys think? Most of this happened in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it happened in the last couple of weeks. Let's uh, start with you, Loki Brian Silman. Uh general thoughts about Loki, Brian Silman. Uh <sighs> let's just get into uh, that. 
I should also quickly mention, spoiler alert, uh, before we get into talking about Loki and everything in the latest from the MCU, probably going to spoil some, some, some things, so uh, here's your warning, spoiler alert for Loki and everything else. I, I, I was late into season two of Loki, and but once I caught up and watched like the last two back to back, that finale of Loki season two was so good. Mm-hmm. I got home in such a good mood, and I, I won't talk go into this, but I had such a good time at the Marvels. I came home and I'm like, I'm going to put Loki on the Loki finale on right now, and amazing. Yeah, that finale just was so satisfying, inevitable and perfect, and it was just well. Of course, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was just so well acted. It was touching. It was funny. It was affecting. It was beautiful. Loved it. I think I texted you, Matt, that I'm like that. Is it me or is that like the best Marvel thing ever? Yeah, yeah, like ever. It was the and ugh. I can't, no, I can't gush about it enough. I love that so much that the, the whole season, but that final episode and really the final, the, the way it ended, the, the climax just, yeah. oh, I, I thought it was the glorious purpose, like the, the glorious best purpose. moment since Endgame, like Marvel cinematic universe moment since Endgame and probably the best character moment since Iron Man died. Like, yeah, the, uh, I, I mean, you're bringing in, calling the character, Ki Kwan's character Ouroboros and bringing up that idea which is completely reminiscent of the world serpent North Norse mythology. Oh, and not only yes. that, but ending the episode ending with the title that the, the premiere in season one had, they're both called glorious purpose. Mm-hmm. So the whole show was kind of an Ouroboros and Drasil is actually the, there the whole time. It's like, well, what began what and how, and it's just fat. The way they wove all that together, not only from the comics, but from mythology and everything was just so satisfying. So well done. Wow. Agree. Caitlin. Yeah. Loki. Uh, uh, doubled up on everything that Brian said. Uh, the, the mythology, the, the character of it all. I will also give a shout out to the, the, the one thing that I would love to bring up is that line wherein we see this Loki who I think a lot of people still forget that the Loki in, Loki is Avengers 2012 Loki. He's still chaotic. He's still selfish. He's still et cetera, et cetera. He's still looking for his, his, uh, his divine purpose. And, um, his, his line ends up being, it's not what or when it's who, uh, and Mm -hmm. that connection that he makes with these people and finally building his own family. As we all know, I love a found family trope at the end of the day. And he takes it upon himself. He loves these people and this life that he's made so much that he sacrifices everything in order to make sure that not only they get to live their lives, but that everyone gets to have free will, which is this perfect story adaptation of the god of chaos, the god of mischief, to then tweak that a little bit and be, I want to be the god and the center point that makes sure that everyone in the universes in the multiverse has their free will and that is beautiful it's so incredible and then you get like two loki's who kind of both ended up in the same place but differently like maybe like the other loki who got his neck snapped by thanos didn't maybe like get all the way there but they were on the redemption path Mm -hmm. you know two different loki's two different timelines 
I think he did. And this one is just there for all time, always. Yeah. No. Um, but, and then you also have another Loki in the form of Sylvie, who for some reason has a mullet now. So <laughs> That's cool. All right. Well, uh, another question Which, for you. Uh, I was like, okay, let's talk about hair. Like, let's talk about McDonald's. Hey, food folks and fun, right? You know, uh, not that we're talking about that on the wheel right now. McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Loki, yeah. You know? it's, yeah. She, she has, I'm like, okay, she has a mullet and she works and at McDonald's. McDonald's. I love it. I love it. I'll have the chicken nuggets, yeah. please. Anyway. Um, so wait, next question for you guys. You guys both saw um, the Marvels. I didn't get to see the Marvel yeah. by no, you know, nothing by my own that I just can't get to the movie theater to see the Marvels right now. So I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. And also, so really quick, give me a, a reason to go see the Marvels. And what do you think for this going forward in the, in the trajectory of the current phase of the MCU? Caitlin Bush, you can go first. Uh, your, your reason for going and seeing it is, uh, Iman, uh, who, plays uh uh Kamala Khan. She is a shining star of this movie. She is the kind of like brightness and and uh uh, in, uh enthusiasm that I think is really going to revitalize Marvel at the end of the day and not going to give any spoilers, um, but she has a, a fantastic future, I think, in the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, and I really look forward to seeing what comes of that. Plus, just, like, a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at this, but just, like, the fact that it's three very cool, very different women all bonding over a a similar thing that has happened to them is really freaking cool to watch on a screen. I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm not sorry. It's so cool. It was so fun. I had a great time. And Brian, I know that you also really enjoyed it. I did. I, I, and I, I'll admit like I was, it wasn't like I would have been down on Marvel, but I just haven't been as excited about it as I have been in the past. And I, I came out that. of this and I was more excited about Marvel than I've been all, all year. I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. There was one specific scene where I was cackling. I thought it was so funny and I couldn't believe that they made the choice that they did. Um, uh, um, may I, may say, I, may I uh, non-spoiler question, Broadway? Yeah, absolutely. Iman Vellani, um, we have our heading. Um, couldn't believe she dropped that. She is absolutely the real deal. I'd say also it's, it's a, uh, so is Tiana Paris and so is Brie Larson. I don't understand She's this. So I, cool. I want to be her. How can I, I, I actually, be her? I, I guess I do understand it. And I just can't, I, I, it's just, it's so annoying to me where people are like, Oh, she's, she's not nice. She's just mean. I'm like, are we looking at the same person because of, uh, I mean, she's just incredible. Not, and not only that, she is a sublimely talented actor. When yeah. you see her in the movie, Room, not the room. If you if you rent the room with Tommy Wiseau, it's very different. But <laughs> the movie Brie Larson won the Academy Award for for Room is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, that movie it. is so heartbreaking. I, Jeez, I, I just she's she's talented. She's fun. She's funny. She's it, and I'm sorry, but she's also freaking gorgeous. She's so beautiful. What is the problem? Just. Sh- Ever just shut up, please. <laughs> right, well, it's because well, no one uh, likes to see a. It's because no one likes to see a hot, talented, uh, uh, like opinionated and uh, uh, resting bitch face woman. Frankly, and, uh, and I guess I, I guess 
that just means that I really have a type. <laughs> if that if that's it, it's like because I love nothing more than what you just said. <laughs> All right, we got to um, spin the wheel. Fun. We got what fun. We got to spin the wheel again, but real quick, like one or two sentences. What is the future of the MCU for you? You heard Pedro Pascal is going to be Mister Fantastic. Like, what do you want to well, see? No, is that deal isn't closed yet? It's not is, closed. That's a rumor. Possibly. We will we clarify right now. Pedro Pascal coming. being Mister Fantastic is a rumor right now. Rumor. Yeah, it rumor. Is. They Deadpool went ahead and coming. printed that when they shouldn't have. We'll never see him uh, again Deadpool as Mandalorian be... ever. <laughs> The first uh, 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 full entry into the MCU for the mutants. Yeah. I think the the future of the MCU is also all of these young heroes that we've introduced. We still have Tom Holland's Spider-Man, who is, you know, primed and ready for a reboot of his own. Leader of we the have, young yeah. uh we have Kate Bishop's we have Kate Bishop's Bishop's Hawkeye. We have uh, 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 Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel. Uh, we have so many potential new folds. We have we've seen a young Loki in the Loki series. We know that exists in this canon somewhere. Oh man, there are so many opportunities. Crazy, the, the, Caitlin. The the idea what you just reminded it's like picture these four together in scenes: Tom Holland's Peter Parker, Florence Pugh. Kate Bishop and Iman Vellani. Like, right? That that's a hell of a red <laughs> like carpet. That's insane. That that that's what I call that's a so break exciting. in the internet. I don't know. Now, now that's a press tour that, you know. <laughs> now that's a chaotic press tour that yeah. I would pay money yeah. to watch. I would be And just for good measure, please buy all, please throw Zendaya in there. Please. Please. Sure, absolutely. Please. All right. Well, anyway, we, all right. This is all great. Amazing talk, guys. We got to spin the wheel. We haven't even spun the wheel. We talked for like 10, 15 minutes. We haven't even spun the wheel once, right? Once. Anyway. All right, Brian, spin the wheel, baby. I spun it. Right. <laughs> you did. <laughs> wow. That was a, that was a, that was a thrust. Okay. <laughs> yep. General grievances. General Kenobi. I got a lot of problems with you people. Poke the wheel. Poke it. All right. This is a general grievance, and I don't want this to go too long. Because this could easily just get nuts, okay? Because you want to get nuts. This is the one where you just bitch about stuff, This is just when I bitch about stuff. Uh, But I'm going to very quickly bitch, and I don't, but it has a lot of tentacles, okay, from where I want to go, all right? Uh, The Wile E. Coyote movie, okay, Mm. from Warner Brothers. (laughs) I knew you were going to go with the Wile E. Coyote movie. How did I know that? Kaylin, it makes me so mad. Makes me so mad. This this is one I just don't understand. Okay. Oh, because it got the Zaslov snap. It got the Zaslov snap. Okay. And listen, this isn't the first movie to get the Zaslov snap. Okay. No. Nope. Um, I mean, we all remember Batgirl. Okay. You had Michael Keaton. Yeah. Then there was the Scoob sequel. <laughs> yeah, the Scoob sequel. I mean, these are legacy characters that they're they put out. So much dribble in terms of these characters, okay? There's 100 Scooby-Doo movies. There's 100 Batman animated movies. There's just just crap everywhere. And to take these high-profile, you know, projects and throw them out the window just blows my mind from, like, how do you lose money on that? How do you lose money on Wile E. Coyote and legacy characters like the Looney Tunes and bankable stars like John Cena? You know, part of me thinks it's like a conspiracy, like that they try to drive the price up of these movies just so they can, you know, sell them for more money and build more demand for them. You know, well, it, 
in the case of this, it may have worked because they're now reversed the decision. Right. Selling yeah, and they reverse the decision all of a sudden. Now, all of a sudden, so every streamer is trying to like go after. Uh, I mean, this is dangerous territory. I know. How bra- we- Netflix is like, well, we just dumped Shadow and Bone. So, yeah, let's pick this up. Yeah. You know? They're all dumping and buying and dumping and buying. Dumping and buying. I know. Wiley Coyote, okay, like, and John Cena. Like, who doesn't want to see that movie? Like, how is that not something you could put on your streamer as, like, the the thing for your kids to watch on Max, you know, that month? You know, just everything's just fishy and weird. I don't like the tax write-offs. You know, so this is my grievance. Like, and coming out of the strikes, everything's a little weird. I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I don't like it. Take that Couldn't to the agree bank. with you more. All right. If anyone wants more context about what uh, what Matt is talking about, I actually would suggest a fantastic New York Times article that came out this week uh, talking about uh, how specifically Warner Brothers was involved with the current state in Hollywood, about the writer's strikes, about how all of this came. It's a long read, but it's definitely worth it. I, I highly recommend it. It's a great context for everything that we've been talking about here. That is 1,000%, and thank you so much for recommending that, Caitlin, and adding some real context to the grievance, because really, that's at the end of the day. <laughs> We're here to educate and inform a return of the pod. So anyway, time to spin that wheel uh, again. I really hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, it's your turn. We're gonna get. We're gonna ask you for another spin, please. Are you sure it's not Brian's turn? I just did. I think he just did it. He his thrust has shaken the planet. Honestly. Oh, I thought you did it. All right. Yep. All right. I'm gonna go then. All right. And <laughs> you almost broke it that time. Honestly, I'd I'd really chill out. <laughs> Dank, Ferrick, marry, kill. Let's do Sabine, Ooh. Ezra, Ahsoka. Just to bring it all home for Ooh. the episode. Okay. <laughs> animated or animated rebels? Or, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Wow. Like great live action. I, I, I have so many questions for why there's a difference, but I, I guess there are different stages in their lives and age? different. <laughs> like a huge thing. It's like. Not saying that. Yeah, age is fine. Yeah, age is important. Not wanting to marry a kid. Obviously, I'm talking about the live action versions. Like, that's why I'm asking. I'm making sure. Cool. Live action versions. Tank Ferrick. You never know when a lunatic's gonna come along with a sadistic choice. (laughs) So, uh, uh, to 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 remind everyone that the choices here are, uh, Hera. Oh, no, no, I, I said Sabine, Ahsoka, and Ezra. Hera's not on the list. So Sabine. Hera would have made too okay. much sense. Sabine, yeah. Ahsoka, yeah. and well, Ezra. We all know Hera we're marrying, right? <laughs> we're marrying Hera. <laughs> anyway, so who wants to go yes. first? Yeah, Wes. So that was going to be my answer. I yeah, don't. So she's not on the list. Harder. I, I don't want to go at all, okay. quite frankly. Oh, well, well that's, that, segment's that's on the wheel. Field. That's the wheel. You never oh, know. my God. Yeah, f- the wheel. <laughs> okay, I'm because we are running long. I'm not going to give context for my answer, and y'all are just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, I love okay. it. That's great. Dank Ferrick, Sabine. Oh. Mary. Oh no! Oh yeah, I'm keeping it. <laughs> Mary, uh, Ahsoka, and Kill Ezra. I feel really bad about yeah. it, but. Uh, yep. Okay. Thank you, Caitlin. That's uh, yeah, I get it, Brian. 
I would marry Hera. <laughs> She's not on the list for the game. Uh, check again. <laughs> I think Caitlin's right. I think Caitlin is very, uh, has it. Ding, ding, ding. She wins. Yeah, I think that's the one. That'd be my choice. Mm-hmm. Brian, if you're uncomfortable, you want to move on, we'll move on. Yep, I think I got it. I, I gave you my answer. I'm happy with it. <laughs> Spin the wheel, uh, Brian. Yeah, take a take a little big okay. swing of the wheel there. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, boop, 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 boop. Ah, uh, there it is. That's appropriate. Brian, are you okay? <laughs> that's that's a new segment here on the wheel. New, new new thing on the wheel, Brian. Okay, and here's where I, why I ask, Brian. Something that has really uh, uh, entertained me for the past two hundred two hundred ten days. Um, if anybody has been looking for content um, and missing Return of the Pod, the real party has been at Brian Silliman's Instagram. <laughs> Let me tell you about the video. If you don't follow Brian on Instagram, his Instagram stories are just a collection of the most chaotic reels that you could find on Instagram. And in my social media experience, I don't know if this is the same for you, Caitlin, like <laughs> reels, there's there's TikToks and there's reels. And reels is like the dumpster fire of a video and TikTok is like the more curated, I might learn something platform. And Brian has fully embraced the chaos of the Instagram reels platform. And, uh, and early on in the strike, there was like the thrills and spills week where it was all. Yeah. We had thrills and spills yep, yep, week. That, and it was all people just like, like skateboarding and like breaking their heads open. <laughs> and then it just devolved into that 24 seven. So I want to say, I appreciate the Instagram. I love it. I hope I'm not blindsiding you. But also, are no, you okay? Uh, my, my, my my friend Kevin wrote to me. He's like, these are like, it'll be like two people like falling off of wagons. <laughs> then like a cute dog video pops in <laughs> and then Spider-Man falling off a roof. And that's it. And then it's done. It's really he's like the whiplash is hilarious. And I'm like, you, and I wrote them like, see, you get me, sir. That is exactly the intention. So, you are making so the, art. the question you are making being, art. yeah, Brian. Yeah. There's a, there's a through line yes. to all of them. Of course there is. Brian, I, I are it. you okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm great. <laughs> but that's it. Like that, like the, the art is one of those, like, you know, even if you were painting like, like, black mats, you know, just all black. I'd be like, Brian, are you okay? Like, it's just, uh, you know. Yeah, no, I'll find one and be like, okay, this is a good capper for tomorrow. So I'll like save it. Nobody cares. I've got like maybe 30, 40 people. I I, I know Matt always watches them. Um, uh, our watch them listener friend of the show, Zuhair, mm-hmm. always, yep. always watches. Yep. And uh, as do um, a bunch of other listeners, but really like 30, 40 people. Uh, if well, that. So not just, that I'm trying to just have it, have, have it a bit of a laugh. <laughs> not that I'm trying to boast your social media on Instagram, but hilarious. And I, I saw the nuance and that that's the answer I hoped for and that I appreciate. So thank you very much. Well, that's, that's all really any, any writer ever really wants yeah. is just people who identify and <laughs> exactly. get it. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, let's spin that wheel one more time. Okay, uh, how about Caitlin? You want to spin that hey. wheel one more time? There you go. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, this is what did I miss? Personal picks. Okay, last to end this segment. Mm. Real quick, throw me something that's a little non-mainstream or rattle off a few things that you think everybody should, uh, you know, enjoy. You know, everybody should get in on. Caitlin, 
Can I go with you first? Are you ready? Uh, sure. Not that not that it's not mainstream, but the thing that I was binging throughout the entirety of of the strike was just new episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Because this is who I am now. Yes. I forgot that you had told us that. And and I only speak in in It's Always Sunny references now. Um so uh, I I I think I managed to not put any in this episode and I'm genuinely proud of myself for that. So you're welcome. Well, see, Caitlin, let me ask you though, when it comes to always sunny references, what are the rules? What are the rules? <laughs> Cat in the wall, eh? <laughs> my language <laughs> always sunny i mean i and it, bringing it all back full circle i saw a funny uh meme this week from like boss logic you know he makes all those cool posters and the fantastic four imagined as if they were always sunny yeah, yeah, from yeah, philadelphia yeah. but except they put yeah. like um like d, d is the thing, as the, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good that's good stuff all me, right. me and my roommate now all the time uh uh just constantly uh if if anyone does anything in the apartment the two of us will just be like oh, you dumb bitch D, you bitch oh my god <laughs> dumb bitch. De- i mean i'm sorry dennis the same is, age. dennis might the be the best age. character i am a golden god the glenn Mc- the 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 glenn mcreynolds school of line delivery is yeah. just mwah. he went to like juilliard yeah yeah but he's probably this is probably a bad answer to your your overall question. But that's what's been on my mind for for freaking you know three months. I love that answer, Brian. What is uh, something you know that you have been enjoying in our hiatus? Um, well, I've been. Ta- I'll say it's um going to move twenty twenty three movies mm. that I've been in, that I've really enjoyed. Um, and I've been embarking and I'll, I'll talk more about this at a different time, but I've, I've got a little movie project that I've been going, that I've been doing this mm-hmm. year. And so seeing all kinds of movies or whatever, but I'm really doing my best to stay on top of 2023 movies, including such hardly off kilter things like, uh, did the Barbenheimer double feature, which was, which yep. was just phenomenon, just as cool as I thought Invigorating it would be. Invigorating movie um, theater experiences across America. Yeah really complemented each other in some really interesting ways. Um, Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. I loved, I thought it was such a excellent smart and um, affecting uh, thematically affecting uh, touching movie. Um, Not really even an adventure action movie at all, but more of a drama quiet. Um, And it really is a lifelong Indiana Jones fan um, who is, getting a little older it really worked for me um <laughs> over on the kids side of things the the new teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem a delight uh, Have you guys seen that oh delight I didn't brian get to see it. Uh, it was great amazing it's so much fun so much fun i couldn't believe could have believed yeah, it yeah i was I'm like, like uh, i'm right there with what's you. that but then i yeah a friend was like no watch i was like really and it, it, it was just a joy that's got like everyone in that. Yeah. And as someone that grew up with the Ninja Turtles, like it was just like uh, an amazing use of all the characters and the story and the IP to tell a new story. And also like, and not, this is not a spoiler because it's been out for a while, a while, but all like the bad mutants are kind of good guys in this one. They all like learn the work together and it's amazing. Like Bebop and Rocksteady on the same team as the Turtles. Wow. Fantastic. It, it's, it was like having played with, you know, had, collected the figures when I was a kid, seeing most of them yeah. in the movie. And then 
throwing on to shred his revenge game after that. What what a Paul what a Rudd as uh, the gecko. Oh my god, amazing. Yeah, it was Mondo Gecko. Mondo yeah. Gecko, amazing. Great. Um but that that was that was that was a big surprise out of nowhere. Of course, I, I loved Asteroid City. Killers of the Flower Moon was a just a leveling of an experience that was insanely insanely good. I love the Holdovers, which is a uh, is recently out, which is Paul Giamatti. I've got so many more um, end of year twenty twenty three movies to uh, still to come. But the biggest, not a surprise, but the one that, and this is the last one I'll, I'll say. This is a little. Not everybody may have heard of this one, but you can get it on video on demand now if you rent it or, or buy it. I um had to keep pausing this because I was laughing so hard at it uncontrollably. And I'm watching it by myself in the day. And I had to keep pausing it because it hurt. <laughs> it's called Dick's the Musical. And I heard so much about that movie. Yeah. It's pretty, and it's not just because, because Caitlin knows I'm a basic bastard for A24. It's not, it's not just you are, that. You are, the, you are. I absolutely not just from am. You. And not granted, not just from you. So I heard it. I heard about like, so like, just like in general, but also. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's two relative newcomers and then Bowen Yang, Nathan Lane and Megan Mullally. And not only is it a, a, a good musical with good numbers and everything else, it, it had me absolutely roll. It is filthy. It is wow. absolutely unapologetically filthy. And oh man, I was rolling. I was absolutely <laughs> rolling at it. It is so freaking funny. So if you don't mind like insanely raunchy, if, it's like if, if you're in the always sunny crowd and that's fine with you, you'll probably be fine with this. And if you like a good musical movie and just nonstop laughs, uh, check it out. Dicks. I feel like dicks in the title of gig is a little sense of what you're going to get. It, you know? It's like, oh, well, I certainly hope this is proper <laughs> enough for Muffy. It's like, yeah, come on. All right. Well, all right. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to throw my my hats into the ring. Uh, three things real quick. Invincible. Damn. Chicken pot pie night. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've never watched it. I, I highly I haven't recommend. watched. I didn't watch the new season. Let me tell yeah. you. Amazing! It's like uh, it's a little graphic, and it's hard to deal with sometimes. I think like it's one of those like oh, that's a no then. It's like a, it's like it's so good. It, yeah. <laughs> You're joking. You love the graphic, anyway. yes, of course. Okay, yes. Anyway. Uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, still playing it. Still playing it. That's it. Just a great game. Also, a Zelda movie. That's insane. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. With. Caitlin probably in the cast. She won't tell us, but uh, <laughs> she's playing Zelda. It's probably <laughs> probably cast as Zelda, yeah, yeah or it's, or head of the Goron. It's a City. little on the nose, but surprise, mayor of Goron City or whatever it is, the Rock People. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but and Noah Khan, you guys like Noah Khan? Uh, no? Um, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm gonna guess no. I love Noah Khan. I love I Noah Khan. L- Kind of obsessed. Uh, really good. If there's, I've been really uh, into him the past 210 days. Love to hear this from you, Matt. Yes, this is great. I ordered, uh, I have a sweatshirt. I bought some merch. I bought the vinyl. Caitlin, I would love to talk to you about Noah Khan. Have you, have you been to the church of uh, Noah Brian, Khan? Brian, he is, he is a, he's a musical artist. Okay. Okay. Thank I will yes. send, I will send you some things. I've, I've heard yes. of uh, music. I saw your mom and uh, she forgot that I existed. Yes. And it's, uh, not my fault. I just like to play the victim. I drink. I'll drink. You know? That's good. 
Okay, thank you. Anyway, that's good. All right. Anyway, this was uh, been a really that's great good. captain's corner yeah. to end on a really weird note. You know, Brian. Ky- nope. Kylo Ren's the grand. <laughs> oh, we, we're out of time. We're out of time. Oh, Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay, Not I'm sorry. Today. We're totally out of time. Uh, I'm sorry, Lindsay. Yeah, c- c- come on, Lindsay. Don't be like that. But this has been a great episode. Uh, there's a lot of stuff we didn't touch upon from this year and all the time that we missed. But we will do. Uh, we're really hoping to do another uh, little uh, end of year spectacular where we'll cover everything uh, that we missed this year. Because it was a we missed a big chunk of the year. Uh, when you look back, we got a little it. little Star Trek musical episode to talk about. Uh, a lot of Star Trek to talk about. Lots more to talk about. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you for coming to the corner. Bye. And that's going to take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. As I mentioned in News on the March, a huge thank you to everyone who reached out to us during. The long hiatus, a lot of listeners reached out to the show handles. Some reached out to me directly. It was it was really it was really wonderful and it really meant a lot. Thank you as well to the surprising number of people who wrote to us immediately after the strike was suspended asking when we would come back. <laughs> it was very quick. Um and that was well, I was like, okay, they knew. well. Let's, uh, yeah. let's do, and this is the result. So that'll teach you. Um, <laughs> a very special thank you to listener Graham Kid. Graham took our our little buy me a coffee thing and just blew it the hell up. And it wow was it, it the only thing that that is above its the unnecessary nature of this is the generosity of it. It's, it was so incredibly kind of you to do this, Graham. And wow, do we not deserve you, but wow, do we appreciate you. Thank you. Um, So that was just incredibly nice, incredibly kind. And so I will say, wow. And I will also say, wow, thank you. And I will say, no need to ever do that again. It's like you have our, you have our, our love and respect and appreciation. Um, you, you already did. Um, so yeah. Anything else, Matt Romano, anything, any other, uh, messages, mailbag, whatever. Oh man. There's been so many, like, thank you for everybody again, like Brian said, for sticking with us through the, the hiatus here. Um, we really appreciate it. And for all those that are hanging on and listening right now, Thank you. Welcome back. Um, yeah, but uh, we'll, we're still like, you know, cleaning off uh, the dust on the show. <laughs> so we'll, <laughs> you might be able to tell. <laughs> oh, still just. Yeah, uh, this is one of the worst episodes. We've you think ever so? Done. It might be. It might be. <laughs> I yeah. think we say For that me, every time sure. that we record I do, an episode but at I, this point. I, and I always mean it. It might be my worst um, episode. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. It's up there. It's up yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Or should I say down there? <laughs> but you're talking about what we're going to do. Um, we're looking forward to one, much like last year, a big uh, broken promise um, slap bang yep. uh, end of year. What did I miss? Captain's Corner, Spotchka Night Spectacular. Exactly. Hell this yeah. was kind of like the uh, the pregame, I feel, for that episode. Because you're going to get a little bit of this, but maybe like turned up a little bit, like a notch, you know? It might be some lights on, you know? Little music playing in the background. You know what I'm talking about? Like we're having a good some time. Some better planning. Yeah, there's a better planning. You know, but, and that, that's my fault. You know, that's, uh, that's my fault. I, I think mean, that's, honestly, I think that's on all of us for being exhausted. 
Well, I think we're, yeah, yeah we're exhausted. Yeah. We just like didn't know when this was going to end. And then it kind of ended and we were like, we were very happy. But then it was also like, let's spin up the show. And, uh, you know, I don't think we can like really produce an eight episode season right now, but you're going to get this episode and then you're going to get like the Spotchka Nights uh, end of year spectacular, which is honestly my favorite show of the year. I don't know if, <laughs> if you guys yeah. would agree. No, we, we've got, we've got the, you've got the holiday special fever. Yeah, I got the fever. Okay. The cock and a walk, baby. Say it. Say it, baby. I got gold-plated <laughs> diapers for you both. Just like in the mail right now. Right along with the cake. All right. Well, with that, we're going to buckle off. But hopefully, we will be back soon to do everything we just said. In the meantime, you can find our show socials on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Return of the Pod. That's right. I still said Twitter. I'm not saying the other thing. No way. You can find our website at returnofthepod.net where you can leave voicemails. Visit returnofthepod.store. We can buy all kinds of merchandising. 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 You can support the show at buymeacoffee.com slash pod, And you can also find us directly, although probably not really, but who knows? Caitlin M. Bush. <laughs> Literally the never. Wish and a prayer. Where? Literally never at at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. Literally never. My favorite app. Matt Romano, where? You can follow me on uh, HTTP colon slash slash www.twitter.com slash Matt Romano. (laughs) That's where I'm hanging out. It's a long way getting from there to here, but the joke was worth it. <laughs> and I can be found on uh, pretty much all of the apps, but I'm I'm really working hard to disconnect from all of them, except for Matt uh, had mentioned my silly Instagram, and there's always my favorite app ever, my wonderful beloved Letterboxd. So you can follow my year-long movie project there, and I'm going to be talking about that next time. Oh, Absolutely. we're out of time. Your Sorry. bottom dollar. Sorry, we're out of time. All of that is at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S as the Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe. Leave a comment. And give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them. Take a chibi. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. Many votes and be the spot.